What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop has discussed hip-hop topics. For this semi-quickie episode, my co-host Jamil and myself will be discussing and ranking the discography of hip-hop artist MF Doom. We'll rank his releases from worst to first. We'll discuss which album we felt is his most underappreciated album. And we'll discuss our first exposure to MF Doom as an artist. We'll briefly share what we've been bumping for the week and preview some other upcoming topics. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's going on, my brother? What's up? Nothing much, man. Nothing much, man. Glad you get uh, 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 clock in tonight, man. With this little quickie uh, in between episode, we, we we like to do in between episodes. But yes, indeed. I, yes, I hope you got your nightcap uh, ready. Your your, your, your Nah, not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, neither do I. I got Glenn Levitt tonight, so. Nice. You know, it's a little something to work with, man. But other than that, man, how's the family? It's all good, man. Good, man. Good, good to hear, man. Yeah, I wanted, I meant to, had every intention of getting on with the show Monday, man, but my son had this Black History Project. He needed to discipline to get out before a certain day, so it was yeah, right. down to the wire thing. Very, very important, man. It is, man. It is. So, um, he had to, his school is so extra, though, man. He had to, he had to pick out a civil rights leader, and um, in addition to the no- regular project they had, he had to come up with a serial based off that civil rights leader. So we we did Malcolm X's. Okay. So it was like it was basically X shaped. <laughs> It was cereal. like X-State cereal, right? Yeah. With like marshmallows and whatnot. I wanted to put in some Shabazz berries, but my wife said that might be uh, that might be considered sacrilegious to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. I mean, but the Malcolm X's might be uh, pushing it too, but I think either one of them was pretty clever. <laughs> I thought so. <coughs> yeah, I thought so, so... But uh, but yeah, we we was able to get the project done and turned in in time and everything. So yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Um, but real quick though, man, I also want to send a shout out, man, to Spike Lee and Regina Hall for King. their Oscar wins, man. Regina King. Regina King. I'm sorry, got Regina Hall <laughs> on the brain. Um, <laughs> you, you must not seen the Oscars, then, brother, because uh, I know I saw them. I saw them. Man, man, that dress. Very elegant. Indeed. <laughs> Very elegant, man. Like she is just a ageless woman, man. Like she is she is evidence of like black don't crack, man. Like it's mind boggling when you think about how long she's been in the entertainment industry. I mean she was like we say uh room for everybody black. You say what? I said as as Issa Rae would say, 
she rooting for everybody black. So it was a, it was a good night for her and, and, and anybody else rooting on that side. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't uh, did Maharshala Ali win anything? Yes, he did. He did. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they yeah, we got a uh, best supporting actor. Correct. That's what it was. That's what it was. Even though I thought he was the lead in that role, um, you know, go figure. I mean, they made it about the driver, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it really wasn't. But but when you when you when I actually read up on Don Shirley, just a few like just you know you know first glance facts about the dude like i'm like okay like y'all kind of need to make a movie about that guy like right you know a gay black dude in the 50s making jazz touring the south like okay i get this other side to the story but like you know his his life seemed pretty interesting you know he was a gangster for sure yeah yeah but yeah yeah shout out to them man um Really, really, I was really happy for Spike, really happy for Regina, the AKA the voice of Riley from the Boondock. And Huey. Yeah, and Huey, exactly, exactly. You know, so it was great to see her get that win. Of course, Spike, we know it's, it's been long overdue with him, because, you know, Black Klansman, I don't even, I, I don't even know if that's his fifth best movie. No. Well... It ain't. It ain't better than. It ain't better than uh, Malcolm X. It ain't no. better than um, Do the Right Thing. No. It ain't better than um, School Days. Um, it depends me, on who you ask. I think. To me, it's not better. It's not even better than Bamboo. Hmm. But that's just me. That's just me. I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I think between Black Klansman and School Days, you might have an argument. Just. School Days was definitely a time capsule, and I think that you had to either go to a black college or understand colorism to kind of get it. And I think that School Days excluded some folk. Um, as, as meaning the caramel colored folk? No, 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 no. I'm just saying people who just didn't understand. Oh, I got you. The, the, who, who? the film. Who, who weren't like kind of already initiated into that world and grew up with those with those complexes <clears throat> right and I, I would even say like there is that part of it but then there's the black academics um so if you if you go around a household who had that experience or you know just people who pushed education in that way um I think you got it and if you didn't you might not got of it yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then again, like you said, like if, if even if you don't come from that world per se, you could definitely relate to the colorism part because yeah. you know I saw a lot of myself in Lawrence Fishburne's character, mm-hmm. um, and then you have the whole classism element to it with the scene in the in the in the chicken joint, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jackson, I thought that was. I thought that was an interesting thing to throw in there and touch on, you know, so. I think it was important, though. Yo, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because there is that kind of forgotten side to it. Like, these people who live in this college town who are, who are who have kind of been left behind. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, man, shout out, shout out to both of them, man. It, very, very well deserved, man. Very well deserved. So, um, for tonight, for this little quickie episode, man, we, we do these when there's a 
uh, a topic we want to touch on that the uh, the whole squad, for the most part, uh, might not be too too well versed in, or, or you know, uh, artists that everyone might not be a, a fan of because uh, MF Doom is definitely an acquired taste. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's an MC who's like he, he's the quirkiest of the quirky. Um, as most people know, uh, you know who, who will listen to this show. You know he's an MC who's been around for years. He, he kind of reinvented himself. He was originally part of the group KMD uh, with mm-hmm. his brother Sub Rock, and he, his name at the time was Zev Love X. Uh, of course, his brother died tragically in a car accident. And he took a time out from <clears throat> recording music altogether for a good was it, seven years. Yep. And he reemerged with a new name and a new look uh, with the name MF Doom and donning a metal mask everywhere he went, uh, calling himself the villain of hip hop. And he returned to the scene in 1999 with his solo debut, uh, Operation Doomsday. And um, he messes with a lot. He uses a lot of um, his sound is just very. Um, how, how would you describe it, man? It's it's it, 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 it's it's kind of hard to describe, but you know it when you hear it. Like you know yes. MF Doom track when it comes on. Like very sample heavy, very dusty, and almost very basic, for lack of a better word, beat. But. The samples he chooses just just pulls you in, and the things he rhymes about are just very quirky, uh, heavily influenced by comic books and cartoons, and his his wordplay is just so buttery, man. Um, that's why I'm a fan of just his absolutely, you know, just like overall unique factor. Um, go ahead, what you were saying? No, nah, I was I was gonna touch on just that, man. It's it's the uniqueness of him as a as an MC and a producer. Um, basic is probably a good starting point if you're going to describe the sound as far as you know production is concerned it's minimalist i guess it's better it's not really basic yeah yeah um it's not a lot to it but it is definitely creative like like you said sample heavy but the choices that he's made with sampling um i think have have been unorthodox to say the least and they don't always work um, but when they do work they work and, and I'm sure we'll hit on a couple of them um, one of my favorites was, was the way he um, took the JJ Fad supersonic and the part that he took you know just the beginning part with him beatboxing oh yeah for um, cakes. yep yep um, that was Ingenious, in my opinion, because that's the most forgettable part of that song, right? It's, it's literally a couple of seconds for the intro, and then the song starts, and you don't really think about it ever again. You know, creativity in a space of creative people really does stand out, and I, I can definitely appreciate that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, real quick, before we dive into our, our rankings from uh, for MF Doom albums from uh, 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 worst to first. Can you relate, Jamil, your um, your first exposure to Doom or your the first Doom project you bought, or, or both? Um, my first exposure to Doom was actually on uh, Mad Lib Shades of Blue. 
Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he was, and he didn't do anything. He was just talking. Um, and he was like, you know, I got no ties to Mad Lib, and you know, he was basically talking about the Mad Villainy project that was coming up, but denying. And I'm like, who was this dude? And um, <laughs> I had heard, I had heard his music before, but that was the first time I was able to like recognize it. Okay, okay. Um, like, uh, just hearing um, tracks off Operation Doomsday prior to, like, uh, going back and listening to them, I could recognize where I heard them before, but it didn't register with me at the time. Um, the first project of his that I bought was probably Mad Villain. Okay, oh, that was your first one, okay. Yeah, and then I had backtracked and uh, checked out, like, Operation Doomsday and all the special herb stuff. Um. Yeah, Doom is <laughs> he, he is that dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Mad Villainy was your first Doom album. That's a that's that's an excellent. That was an excellent place to start. <laughs> like, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Because <laughs> it's like Mad Villainy is like one of those albums. It's definitely a lit a litmus test of sorts. It's like you throw that on for casual rap fans, like somebody get in your car and you you. Just, you, you throw on Mad Villainy, they, they either gonna be like, man, what the F is this? Or they gonna be like, dude, this is, this is butter. Like, yeah. it, it's definitely an acquired taste, because you, you have that merger of, like, him and Mad Lib. Like, Mad Lib was, like, in the zone on that album. Like, yes, it was. Went. Um, and, and, and I don't know if <clears throat> it was a situation where Doom was like, he handpicked the beats, like, I, I want that, I want that. Or if Mad Lib was like, yo, like, check this out, what do you think? And, and Doom rose to the occasion and try to rhyme over it. I don't know how it came together. But at the end of the day, the the, the, the finished product was just was excellent. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. A lot of people consider it to be the greatest underground album, underground hip-hop album ever. Um, Yikes. <laughs> um, Yikes. That's a, that's a tall order. It is a tall order. It is a tall order. I don't. I don't know about that. Right. But it's definitely top ten. I I could say that for sure. Yeah, it's definitely top ten. My my first exposure to Doom, like he he was a dude, like it. I, you know, I was in the underground independent hip hop all throughout the, you know, the late nineties, early two thousand. So he was a dude whose name I would hear a lot. Now I see right. his name pop up on different compilations here and there, but you know there was nothing about him that really stood out to me at that time. And because he wasn't really associated with with raucous records, I hate to say, or um, you know part of that lyricist lounge family tree, he, he right. kind of slid under the radar for me. So uh, I, I forgot who it was. It might have been a cat I went to high school with. Um, kept telling me about Operation Doomsday like yo check this album out it's, it's, it's dope it's bizarre but it's dope and <clears throat> I ended up buying it but when I bought it I bought that and I bought Tony Touches the Peacemaker at the same time oh wow and um I, but I was so intrigued by the artwork you know I'm like you know what let me let me check this album out like because I, I remember I turned it over turned it over and looked at the back of it and on the back of it, it's like an old picture of him and his brother, like like dressed in this like black Hebrew Israelite garb. So I'm like, 
at the time, like that, that was right up my alley. I'm like, okay, they they on that, they on some stuff I ain't up on. Like they on that right. stuff. So I'm like, okay, let me check out this album. Gave it a quick run through. Didn't think it was bad, but it was just like something was felt like it was missing for, for me. And um, I put the Tony Touch in, and of course, you all know about that album, The Peacemaker. Yeah, bangers all through that album. So the Tony Touch overshadowed the Doom. But I wanted to revisit the Doom, so I put it, you know, I tucked it away in my CD collection for it to collect dust. And then, like, one of my parents, I had one of those, you know, periodical <laughs> raids that my parents did back in the day. Right, right, right. It was a casualty of that raid, and I just never got back around to, to buying it again. <clears throat> so, fast forward some time, and my homeboy, uh, Jay put me up on um the victor vaughn album the vaudeville villain yeah and, um i'm like okay yeah i'll check it out and then he told me it was mf doom and i'm like oh okay i, I remember that cat and I, I i bought um vaudeville villain from um uh crow's nest mm-hmm. and bumped it on the way back home and i was dude i was hooked just from beginning to end man like he 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 went nuts on that album Big and then time. that's what made, it made me actually backtrack to the other albums. I don't think Mad Villainy had dropped yet. No, um, it came out the next year. Right. I think I backtracked. At that point, I backtracked. I, I've got the, I bought the King Ghidra album, and then I bought, uh, I rebought Operation Doom Day. So that was kind of like my reintroduction to Doom. <clears throat> but um, you know, uh, you know, his voice was just his voice was was cool but like i was I, my, my whole thing when i was like man he sounds like somebody's dad rapping you know but then yeah. i was if i actually like locked in and started paying attention to his verses his verses was just so buttery man and like his wordplay was just so insane the different phrases and stuff he would use was just like it was just dope to me he was just <clears throat> he was definitely a dude that was just going to be himself he wasn't going to kowtow to what other rappers were talking about, even even what other underground rappers were talking about, you know, and right. weird phrases he would use. So, you know, because I, I the whole KMD thing, I missed that train altogether. You know, that. Yeah, I was I was too young at the time. Yeah, same here, same here. So, um, but yeah, yeah, let's dive into it, man. So he's got the I I ranked nine of his albums. Now he has other albums. We we didn't we didn't dive into his instrumental album. We're not diving into albums where that he did with other MCs like Starface or Bishop Nehru. Um So I guess we're considering we're considering Operation Doomsday, uh, MM Food, Born Like This, uh, the King Geeter album, Take Me to Your Leader, uh, the JJ Doom album, uh, Mad Villainy, Ballville Villain, um, Venomous Villain. <clears throat> And uh, what am I missing? Danger Doom, Danger Doom, Danger Doom. So uh, I'll let you go first, man. Um, that's that's nine albums all together. So how would you rank them from? I guess nine on up, worst to first. And in this case, it's kind of tough to say. Um, like worst to first, because none of these albums are just. You know, categorically bad. Not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> and that's that's 
you know, a rare, a rare quality in any MC. Like everybody usually having its one just bad album. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it might have a couple of dope tracks on it, but overall the album is bad. It doesn't, you know, taint the artist's um, career. It's just like, yo, this was just the one we could forget about. But Doom doesn't really have that in his in his uh, discography, at least uh, projects now. <clears throat> We get to the instrumentals, you may have some some questions there, but um, the bars are always always up to par. So with that with that caveat, um, this is more a reflection on what got more spins for me. Not necessarily which albums are of the best quality. Okay, ones, you know which ones I I played the most. Gotcha. So number nine is probably um, uh, "Take Me to Your Leader." Okay, as King Eight. Yeah, King Gidra. Uh, I can never say that. Uh, Venomous Villain. Born Like This. Uh, Vaudeville Villain. Operation Doomsday. Danger Doom. Mm Food. And Mad Villainy. Yeah, Mm Food is the second one. My bad. Reverse those. And mm, food is one. Mad villainy two. My bad. Okay. Okay. So you got mm, food at one. Mad villainy at yep. two. I'm sorry. Yep. What was no? What was three again? Three was uh, shoot. Danger Doom. No. Danger Doom was like five. Three would have been uh, Operation Doomsday. Okay. Okay. Four would have been Danger Doom. Okay. Uh, I forgot what order I said just that fast. I know you had King Ghidra at ninth. Right. Had, you had Venomous Villain. At right eight. after that. And then you, we had set, what was seven? And First in Vaudeville Villain. So that puts me at what? Uh, six. Born like this. And then Vaudeville Villain at number six. Okay. Okay. Okay, I got it. <clears throat> cool. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. What was five? I'm sorry. It had to be Danger Doom. If Born Like This was seven. Okay. Where did you have JJ Doom in there? That I, I missed one. Actually, I'm gonna put JJ Doom nine. Got you. Dope album, but I I just never really listened to it that much. Okay. Okay. So that'll be nine. All right, so that bumps King Giger to eight, Venomous to seven, Born Like This to six, Fallville Villain to five, Danger Doom to four, Operation Doomsday to three, and then Mad Villainy to two, and Mmm Food at one. Man, yep. speak on that Mmm Food, man, because uh, that's an interesting pick for, for his best album. Um, Not a bad pick, not a bad pick, but it's... I dug it like I don't know I, I guess I dug the fact that it was uh, all food based down to the you know the titles um, and it's, it's just another one of those weird ones but it, it, it's got a bunch of quotables on there for me like 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 I, I mentioned whole cakes already um, <laughs> the way he freaked the the JJ Fad sample and then laid that underneath the Anita Baker was 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 cold and then 
that one had some um had some had some quotable lines on there when he was talking about uh <laughs> what do you say uh, uh why you down to all star weekend the ball I'm coming to you haul that uh man that one beer I remember that beat from uh, the Champion Sound album and Doom just kind of killed that one and it, it was fun like it was it was bar heavy but it was still fun because he's like you know um, I guess at the time everybody was talking about this all this expensive liquor and he's like nah I'm, I'm good with that just give me a beer yep, <laughs> and, yep. he, and he's telling the story about you know one beer left and he was like hold on man I, I rolled with a six pack <laughs> And there's only one left, and that's you know that's the whole joint. Yeah, um, man. Dude, one of my one of my favorite uh, MF Doom beats of all time was on um, food. Actually, a couple of them. one was vomit spit. Yeah. Two um, that that beat. Oh my god. Um, and then another one, cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, let me talk a little bit about cookies. <laughs> that was an interesting track. <laughs> Cause like you 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 think about and the, dude the way he flipped the Sesame Street sample was like crazy insane. I'm like man where 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 have I heard these bells from? Like and someone told me that's Sesame Street. I'm like oh gee like this is dope. So cookies you think he's talking about the snack and then you, you dissect the lyrics a little more and you find out he's talking about like I guess online pornography and mm-hmm. and having. Having to clean out your cookies, but the, the the quotables from there, thousands of more horrors on online Gomorrah and Sodom. They got them with their curls out, and they got a better sales pitch than the Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts, yep. Uh, um, <laughs> just, dude, I'm reading, I'm reading these lyrics now, man. Just, just, Especially sad. when you realize what he what he was talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Thinking about the last time I split your wishbone, a man can only wish you do the same till the get home. That that have to do till a brother get back. Until then, smack one eye jack. One eye jack. <laughs> <laughs> Acting all hard, about to get beat up. I'll show him what time it is once I get this sheet up. Um, soon as he fell off the, as soon as he fell off the beat down, all I hear is. 13th sale, put the sheet down. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> yo. What, what the heck did she know? <laughs> Besides the fact she want to get dug out on the D low. Oh man, just and I ain't even get the verse two yet. <laughs> like, right. Right. <laughs> oh man, just just go, just go. Um, yeah, and man. That, and, that, and that that that's a, a pretty good microcosm of. Doom as an MC, right? Because it's 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 layered because um, it's food based. So you're thinking it's it's cookies, and he does make references to actual food, but it ain't. You know, it really as soon as the verse starts or as soon as the song starts, you kind of figure out what what the deal is. Because what he say is horrible. My evening alone, um, home end up with carpal tunnel syndrome. Like <laughs> that that lets you know exactly where he's going with this one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not something that, like, that is a, a, a subject matter that is very common, but nobody really speaks on. And it's it's 
it, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird, but it's it's entertaining because he, he took it there. And I guess if you get it, you get it, so you can get the chuckles out of it. But yeah. If you don't you just you just kind of left behind? Like who? Yeah. Who thinks yeah. To, or to, to to freak the, the track that way. Or you might even just even if you left behind, like you might just be feeling the way his flow is just 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 slide into that beat, man. Like and right. Yes. Yeah, man, you you got me, you got me thinking about it. Like, yeah, M Food was like a pretty. It was dope, man. I mean, when it, it was, dropped, yeah. I definitely dug it. I just, I never until until I did this topic, I never really thought where I would place it in his discography. I hadn't even considered that, like you said, until I listened to it. It, it, it or rather, until we were doing this list, it took me um, to really kind of go through that, and I think. I played the heck out of Umfu when it first came out. I remember that summer. Um, I had to be like 20, 21, 22 when I dropped. And uh, yeah, it was getting a ton of burn. I remember uh, Deep Fried Friends was my joint too. And I, I yeah. still bump that to this day. Yeah, yeah, Deep Fried Friends. That was another one, man. The way he flipped. Who was it? A Houdini sample? Yeah, from Friends. Yeah, and just it it was such a it was such a and I don't I, I don't want I don't mean this in a bad way it was such a dated sample and a, a just a retro sounding beat but yeah. it still felt fresh at the same time right you know the way he flipped it and then um yeah dude I remember because I was working at LaSalle Bank um, oh wow I came out and I remember copying it from probably Rock Records or Crow's Nest one of the two. And uh, bumping it on the way back, and it was just like it was, it was just dopeness, man. It was just dopeness. Yeah. Um, the, the my only knock against MM Food is that there's like a three or four track stretch in the middle of the album that's nothing but interlude. Yeah, and skit. That's my only knock against the album. And I kind of ignore that because I just I just go past them. Right, right. Although one of them that. Uh, <laughs> What is it? Uh, Fig Leaf by Carbonate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one I don't skip because you make me laugh. Yeah, oh, brother, that'll set you right. Something good. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, oh, and Potholders. Um, yes, yes, yes. With Count Basie. That, that track made me go out and cop Count Basie's album. Man, look. <clears throat> I could probably still recite that one just off the dome to this day and I like how he kind of came in on that one too because he didn't you know he didn't start it um the way he started and ended his verse on that song were, were, were pretty dope but what he come in what these old things I'm about oh, to throw them away yeah. <laughs> and then the way he ended it was raw too what do you, what do you say um what do you say? Uh, Hold up, I'm about to I'm about to look it up. Um, I remember the last said, line. I just don't remember the setup. He said, "What these old things about to throw them away with the gold rings that make them don't, don't fit, fit like, like OJ." Usually, I take them off with oil of Olay. Oh, right. MCs is crabs in the barrel past the old bay. Yeah. <laughs> How does ever? It's a like, cold day in it. Who would Who would get that? You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. I actually didn't get it until maybe a couple of years after it dropped. I was like, oh, because I think I was watching my mom's or somebody 
cook. I was like, that's what, oh, babe, I got it. I got it. Yep. Yep. So he ended it. What did he say? Fucking calm down so you don't get it twisted. Take there it you from go. the fire Fire side. Don't get blisted. <laughs> got it. Got it. Oh. oh, it's not lit. These <laughs> metal fingers be holding. Oh, not. <laughs> Yeah, because he dropped a sample back in for the last line. And Count Bakes D killed it as well on that one. So, yeah, this one this one definitely got a lot of burn for me. Yeah, yeah, he did, man. He did. Uh, it was another one, too. Uh, I was about to quote from... Oh, with Vomit Fit, his verse on there. Um, what do you say? Um, oh, Rake It. Take it like the good, the bad, the ugly. Break it, rolling through your hood in the caddy buggy. Butter soft, butter softly. Leather flossy, fatty juggy. Always threw me off when she told me, "Daddy, funk me." I'm that like, was so. Because he enunciated that part. You're right. He you're slowed right. it down. He's like, "Funk." It's <laughs> like you. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like his his word choices, and he does that on a couple of different albums too, where he leads you. You know, he's leaving you alone the rhyme scheme and you think he's going to use some some profane word. And he right, some, some, cliche, some cliche yes. rap phrase. And, yes, and, and he hits you with something else completely different. Right, he just flips it in another direction. Yeah. Like, um, he, he said, I'm like, any who's sees walking around, sees walk all out in the street without any shoes, I guess it's better than some funky socks. You need to get us some skips before she catch the monkey pox. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like... Yeah, it's definitely um, stuff like that. Is it, it's it's not for everybody, man. It's just not. And I feel like we're not really doing the bars justice because, I mean, the the, the phrases are, are, you know, weird and interesting and creative, but it's the delivery that makes them so dope. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, we can read the lyrics, but we can't. We can't deliver them over the beat like he can. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, exactly. Like, oh, like Mary's with the beats, and like, you know, and, and, and I, you know, we're talking about his rhymes, man. But I don't, I don't want to undersell his good ear for production. Like, he, he's a dude who dabbles in production himself. But even when he brings in other producers, he, he always finds a way to create his own world, his own atmosphere. Um, <clears throat> you know, and just yeah, just just take you somewhere else. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, just he he's a he's a through and through artist, man. Um, I'm looking at these other tracks on here from MM Food. Oh, where was I? Hold on one second. Yeah, Deep Fry Friends. Kind yeah. of so <laughs> rap snitch knishes. Um, that was super dope. And then, of course, beef rap. You beef rap. Yeah, I did. Um, the double metaphor for that. I mean, that was that was an excellent way to start the album off for you to to make the comparison between how beef is gonna like literal beef is bad for your health. You know, juxtaposition to beef. You know how that too is gonna be bad for your health. It was that was pretty dope. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Oh man, dope, dope. So you had, uh, yeah, JJ Doom. You had last. Uh, I could see that. 
Um, Operation Doomsday, Danger Doom, Ballfield. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really fault your list, man. All these, all these make sense. <laughs> yeah, and it, the thing is, like I said, they're all good albums. It's just a matter of personal taste and. For me, it was just more what was I listening to more at a particular time, not any reflection on the quality of either of the albums. They were all dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just all dope for different reasons. Yeah. You know, so, you know, some of these are are for definitely, like, long-time hardcore Doom fans, and then some of these might be for those who are uninitiated and, you know... Just something you can, you know, recommend to a, a casual rap fan. Right. To get into Doom, maybe. Um, right. <clears throat> I would say Born Like This is probably a good album for that. Somebody that's not really a Doom fan because it has it has some recognizable features, and then um, the production is a little less quirky. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Danger Doom too. Um, Danger Doom is a good one. You know, it's got you know it's got some some, some pretty solid guest appearances from some uh, you know, uh, just you could say uh, better established artists. You know, you got Philip yeah. Kali on there, CeeLo, CeeLo, um, Ghostface, exactly at yeah, Ghostface. Um, you know, the the in Danger Mouse, he, you know, his beats were um, they, they, his beats aren't off putting. You know what I mean? No, not like. No. It's not like he went out of his way to make a, uh, um, you know, <clears throat> against the grain album or anything. It, it goes down smooth. I put it that way. Yeah, um, and it's still very much a Doom album with all of the, you know, the sketches and the the sampling. Um, <laughs> the sample from uh, Black Betty. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Black Debbie. I'm sorry, not Black Betty. That's a different song. Yeah, Black like, Debbie. That's why. Like, <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, I don't mean oh. in a bad way. That is because you know she's black. <laughs> <laughs> and my man at the end of it, <laughs> he was like, "I can do the same thing he's doing." What? <laughs> I got degrees in four scientific disciplines. <laughs> Why do you think they call Dre? <laughs> I mean, Doctor Quinn. I don't know. I thought it was a nickname. You know, like Dr. Dre. East Side. <laughs> like that's doomed through and through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That 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 the way he started that last track, like um, real recognized, real on the microphone, the wheels of mechanized steel, like. He, he, he killed that verse, man. That on the very, very last track. But yeah, that, that, what was the name of that one? Uh, hold on one second. Uh, was it the one with that, the, uh, like the Asian? Not really. Um, hold on. Where is it at? Let me pull this up. I'm sorry, my my. Uh, I oh, know you all good. Flow out. I'll edit out the pauses. Uh, bada bing, that's what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, man. 
man, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, please at least respect your ideals. How you got walking along the stroll in high heels. <laughs> he said her mama getting old. God bless her poor soul. Now no more drama is your role. Straight to the head. He know a lot of haters. Can't wait till he dead. Man, just... All throughout. <laughs> all throughout the whole thing, man. You know, and then the... Um, what was that character's name? That, that was going off at the end. Uh, I think that was your boy from Space Ghost, wasn't it? Uh, the milkshake dude? Was it... Was it? Was that him? I know they were all on there. It was all of... Uh, cartoon characters made appearances it might have been it might have been master shake for that one yeah i think it was master shake man but um yeah man another another dope one another dope one um let's see i'm looking at the rest of your list yeah i i understand i definitely understand why these why they what yours fail the way they do uh yeah mm food number one mad villainy two operation doomsday at number three Danger Doom at number four, Volville Villain at number five, uh, Born Like This at number six, Venomous at number seven, uh, King Ghidra at eight, and then JJ Doom at nine. Um, was there was there any particular reason you had Volville Villain so low? I caught I caught on to it later, um, so I just didn't play it as okay. much. Like I kept going back to the stuff that oh. that I was introduced to. Um, earlier and then too a lot of the um a lot of my doom influence or not influence but a lot of the, the time that i spent playing doom's music was um with my older cousin and um it just seemed like we kept going back to the same tracks like we'd be riding around um and that's that's just what we happen to play so i think i albums with those times and I don't have the same connection to the other ones that are lower on the list they're still dope um but they're they are it's just the music so it's like just a dope album whereas with some of the other ones it's a dope album that I also have a um a fine memory attached to oh right right <clears throat> okay okay I gotcha it just lacks some sentimental right, value, for right? Me. But it don't take nothing away from the album at all. Like it's still quality stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that that leads me right into mine. Um, I'm gonna just hit them real quick, man. And number nine, I also have JJ Doom. Um, not not a bad album, but it didn't feel like a Doom album per se. It felt it felt kind of like a Doom and yeah, Friends yeah, yeah. album. Like there were some tracks on there where he didn't even rhyme. It was just other people rhyming. And then the, the the production was just kind of, you know, it was very clean sounding and not very doom sounding. Um, number eight, I have King Ghidra, Take Me to Your Leader. Um, very slept on doom album, and yes. he's got some heat yes. on there though. Like, like Phasers is a Phasers is a, is a is a winner, man. That that track, I went back and listened to it. I'm like, okay, he 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 was spitting hard on this one. Um, number seven, I got Born Like This. I don't know if like if Dooms I was doomed out at this point by the time Born Like This came out. <clears throat> Not a bad album, but I thought it was a little uh it was. guest heavy. It was. Yeah, I think that's the reason why I don't rock with it as much. 
Number six, I have Danger Day. Um, number five, I have um, Venomous Villain uh, as Victor Vaughn. Number four, I have MM Food. Number three, I have Operation Doomsday. Number two, I have Mad Villainy. At number one, I have the Ballfield mm. Villain. Um, he just man, dude. He he just for me. I you know I know some people might think different, but for me, he really over delivered okay. for that album. Um, now, <laughs> uh, the the track we gotta talk about the track. Let me watch. Yeah. <clears throat> um, with a panty B fly on it, he's detailing the narrative. He's talking to this chick, and it's it's a nice little romance. <laughs> Romantic, you know, setup that he that he creates and he paints this romantic picture, and then he just starts. Uh, clowning, I was just gonna say, you and thought like, it was a romantic, you thought it was a romantic uh, track, <laughs> right? Gets on a chick nerve, offends her, she flips out on him, you know, and it's just like <laughs> I love, I like that track because like we've all been there, like you know, we think we got it in the bag, and then. You know, we can't keep our mouth shut, and we ended up... You messed it up. You know what I'm saying? You messed it up. Messing it up. Messing it up. Um, I also love the track, <clears throat> A Dead Mouth. Um, that track, <laughs> that track, uh, he was like, uh, Next Experiment, 12 Strands from Double Helix. No, I haven't seen Kess Neelix. Oh, yeah? Why don't you stay away from her with those <laughs> lyrics? He said, please, ain't nobody effing after her. I'm out of here as soon as I fix the flux capacitor. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, that's, that's doing right. You go between what's common, you know, trying to holler at a chick or whatever, and, 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 you know, somebody telling you to back off. And he's like, dude, I'm on some, I'm on some spaceship stuff. You know what I mean? All in the oh, same, right. like, four right. bars. <laughs> yep. Same track. Uh, Sparky, I had enough of your malarkey. So one don't mark me. And who you calling darky? I had to take the nigga car key. <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay. Props for using the word malarkey. And making it work. And then, like, don't mark me. Who you calling darky? I had to take the nigga car key. <laughs> like, Hey, come on, man! Like, who who's writing bars like this, man? That's like, that's another thing too that you know, quiet is kept. I kind of appreciate you know all of his um his references to his appearance, even though he's behind a mask or whatever. There, there's a vulnerability there that comes up every so often. Like, you don't, you're not self-deprecating without having those. You know, uh, lapses in confidence, and it comes out in the bars every so often. Like in that point, you know, who you calling darky? Like it's simple, but at the same time, he's kind of letting you in a little bit because that's obviously something that he's experienced and is 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 troubling. And maybe yeah, I'm reading. Yeah. I don't think so. I was about to say maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I don't because it comes up frequently. You know it does, and and, and the, the KMD stuff was like, you yeah. know, drenched yeah. in it. You know, um, so that yeah, that ain't new. <clears throat> <clears throat> and 
that type of uh, for him to drop those type of references it ain't yeah that's not new that's not new for him um yeah man but just yeah he could fit so he could fit like you say he could fit a reference to that you know and, and you know racial bigotry in the same song with like time travel you know in the same song with some really dope right. battle rhymes in the same song with like you know just some other stuff and there's you know? really nobody else that can just kind of move in all of these different circles uh, cohesively because you got people who are you know some some out there MCs but they just they're they're not able to, to tie it all together you know you can make the wild reference that's fine but how do you make it relate to something completely separate from that you know what I mean how you talk about like you said time travel and hollering at a chick and racial inequality in the same half a verse not even the full thing yeah 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 to get yeah, the same song the same verse you know and then earlier in the same song what did he say um that's for them to know and for they to never find out about the kidnap blindfold and the blind mouth the coroner reports say he simply signed out <clears throat> Y'all want to see a wino bring the wine out? <laughs> like, like, who, who can flip that? Like, I'm thinking about like who, who, whose style is comparable to MF Doom? I thought about Cool, cool Keith, Keith is exactly like, who I had. Who I had in mind, but Cool Keith is not nearly as lyrical, and it's no, you're laughing no, no, at him, no. or maybe laughing with him, but it's 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 real. It's comedic. Like he knows he's being ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's real tongue in cheek. It's 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 kind of um and it's almost slapstick a little bit because it's like you you know he's not taking exactly. himself seriously. Exactly. You know? And but with Doom, no, it's I'm serious. Like, he's he flipping way where no, I'm spitting yeah. the verse here. Like you're getting bars, you're getting this fire, and it's like you catch the punchline, good for you. You know. That's kind of like the way he flips his style. Like, you know, he yeah. just keeps it coming. <clears throat> but, um, don't excuse me. Sorry, I'm getting over cold here. But, um, man, just, just, yeah, great stuff. Uh, I, 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 now, now, out of all these albums, which one do you feel is his most underappreciated album? Probably Operation Doomsday. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. I think. I guess it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. I think you might be. You know. Right about that one. Actually, you know what? No. It might be Vaudeville Villain. Or one of the Victor Vaughn albums. Either way. Cause. Yeah, I'm changing my answer. Cause when I when I say Operation Doomsday, that that was based off a couple conversations. But that was people who knew Doom. I think what happens with people's debut albums a lot of times is that they like to reference that, like, oh yeah, that was so dope, or you know what I mean, and it, and it starts to go higher and higher on people's list, kind of artificially, because it makes you feel like oh, I was down with this artist in front of the beginning, which in Doom's case, this was not the beginning, but you, you kind of get the point I'm making. So I, I, yeah. I guess I would have to go with my albums. I'm going to say Bobville Billy. Um, because I think, yeah, you said you, you thought there was what with, with all. Uh, either one of the Victor Vaughn albums, I think, 
uh, some people missed that this was actually doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because they, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember Venomous Villain making any noise when it came out. Like, I, I would, I would actually say Venomous Villain is his most un- underappreciated album. Um, just because. Nobody seemed to have it. You know what I mean? Even people who were Doom fans, like nobody Fair seemed enough. to have it. Like, uh, you know, and just he he brought the heat on that album. Like he really did. Like it was he came out with no fanfare, but like he he brought the heat. Like I'm looking at the lyrics now from um, Fall Back and Seas Fall Back, Vicky in your ear with the whole bottle of wax. Call a fax for the freshest rhyme delivery or take out for the fake you out ballers <laughs> in the industry. You know why it um, happened that way though, and I think you're probably right that this is is the one. Because it when it came out, it just got overshadowed because he had two other projects at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He was Very on a tear. So. He, he like two thousand four, he was definitely on a tear. So it's like this was 2004, so Mad Villainy came out. And, and on food. Yeah, everybody was 2004. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, this one kind of got overshadowed. Um, <clears throat> like, man, dude, I'm just looking at the bar. You on the battlefield with lyrical militants. He he know he now feeling bent when he see little pink elephants. Never forget to memorize the elements. Keep the mic sterilized, terrorized with eloquence and mellow eyelids. Tell no lies, kids, to these guys asking what the shell toe size is. Like, <laughs> like just, 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 just buttery, bars, man. And then he had that track. He had that track, Old to Roll Rage, where he was like rapping about killing people in uh-huh. traffic. Like, that who, was dope. Who has and then um, the track, um, I was just going to say that Bloody Chains. About the chick he was knocking mm-hmm. off, and then like he gave a chain as a gift, and then later, oh, let me rewind. He robbed the dude for his and chain. gave it to her. Okay, gave it to her. She's out out and about somewhere. The dude whose chain originally sees her rocking it, kills her for the chain. Um, and word gets back to him. <sighs> Just. And then the way he I was going to say that, like, <laughs> only thing she said was just pull out before you put butt. <laughs> it was sad as had a stuttering problem, and he brought that up too because uh, I, I had it go some about uh, some about Gucci butters. Yeah, not, yeah, not quite the Gucci butters. No draws, Gucci cutters. That's and what Gucci it was. Stutter. You, 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 you. <laughs> you, you, you got another Dutch kid. <laughs> uh. Oh man. Man, light skin from hell. V drank gin, she sipped the white Zinfandel. Man, just 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 bars, man. Just biting in the way poison ten came. Yeah, she so killed like <laughs> yeah, man, this is dope, man. This is dope. Yeah, Venomous Villain was dope, man. So I may have to move that um, one up on the list. I gotta listen to it some more. Yeah, yeah, listen to it again. It's it's not without its missteps, but I mean, it's a short track. I mean, a short album. Um, it's only thirty five minutes in length. It's it's a pretty yeah. brief listen. 
Um, but it's a it's a it's a rewarding listen. It's a rewarding listen. It's like it doesn't have like the album's not long enough to get whack. Um, but I do remember like one, maybe two tracks on here I wasn't messing with. But you know, the hindsight, you know, you might go back and be like, nah, these, these ain't that bad. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, yeah, man, that's that's that's. If there's nothing else you want to say on Doom's discography, man, we could we could we could cap it off here. Or you got anything to add? Or um, man, only thing I would add is is you know give it a shot like if you if you if you you know like real hip-hop you like lyrics that that's gonna move you um listen all these albums that we have have listed just just randomly one day you know just pop one in or or, or stream one you know what i mean And, and just 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 check it out absolutely absolutely um yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope our recommendations or our, our rankings help. Uh, this is an artist that you, you've been wanting to get into, but you don't know where to start. Yeah, definitely give them a chance, man. If, if you, if you want to hear something, you know, out of the ordinary and kind of left field, and if, if that's your thing, Doom will definitely scratch definitely. that itch. Uh, you know, uh, and he's got instrumental projects, you know, but that's a whole nother That could be a whole nother episode. So... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely check them out. It's, it's weird, man. Like, like rap is so weird, man. It's like, <laughs> like cats will listen to rappers who <laughs> cats will listen to rappers who portray a lifestyle they can't necessarily necessarily relate to. You know who you know, or they 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 rap about things like they've never done or. Speaking of the listener, um, they've never done or will never experience or um, drugs they'll never take. But like a cat like Doom is just yeah. All of a sudden, it's too much. You know, with his content, like it's like um, it's just weird, man. It's just kind of <laughs> it's just kind of weird to me. Like like um, he's such a he, he you know he, he's a he's a rapper's rapper. He's a dude who really over delivers. He puts a lot of thought into his his craft. You could tell, right? <clears throat> and the uh, the content is just dope. The content is dope. But uh, but uh, no episode will be complete unless I we share what we've been bumping for the week. So, uh, that being said, Jamil, man, what you been bumping? I was cracking up laughing when you were talking about uh, Operation Doomsday and how you bought the Tony Touch album right after that, because that's what I've been bumping this week, was that Peacemaker. Oh, Bruh, wow, that, wow. <laughs> the track with um, and what made me go back and listen to it actually was the the controversy with De La Soul. Um, and I went back and listened to, you know, the track with Most Def and, and De La Soul, and I was like, well, I gotta listen to the whole album now. Well, not the whole album. <laughs> you can miss me with that that Spanish reggae track at the end. I wasn't feeling that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's that's he repping for people. I, 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 I can forgave that. that. Yeah, I, I forgave that because he he had delivered so much dopeness. 
before yeah. that. And Tony got bars. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that prior to this album. For a DJ, he could spit. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he actually did. He actually did. All right, man. So, man, this this week I've been bumping. Uh, I've actually been bumping that uh, Zarface meets Ghostface album. Um, yeah, pretty dope, man. man. Pretty dope. I, I like. I actually like it more than the Zarface meets MF Doom album. Uh, or I'm sorry, Zarface meets yeah. Metalface album. <clears throat> I've been bumping that. I've been bumping um, this old jazz album by um, Donald Byrd called uh, uh, Stepping okay. Into Tomorrow, 1974. Check it out, Jamil. I think you dig it. I think you dig it. What's it called again? Quite a few. It's called Stepping Into okay. Tomorrow. There's when you when you uh, uh, when you bump it, you're definitely gonna recognize some tracks that have been sampled very heavily. Yeah, because while I'm looking for the album, I get a, a, a Mad Lib track from Shades of Blue. Yeah, yeah, he reworked it. Yep, he, he reworked that one. Yep, because Donald yeah. Byrd was with Blue Note. Um, yeah, I think you would like that. And I've also been bumping, man, like, <clears throat> this one group from, um, they they were popular in, like, the 60s and 70s. You ever heard of this, this old R&B group called uh, The Absolutely. Fifth Dimension? Oh, man. That dude, that stuff was Yes, sir. Dope. That's prime. That's prime clean up the house music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, 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 just good music, man. Like, Marilyn McCool was bad back then. These were, like, actual musicians and artists. And, like, the 60s was such a dope time for music in general. Like, I'm a hip-hop head through and through, but I love music. So I can appreciate like all genres and the 60s had such a I guess renaissance sounds too too kitschy but it like everything was dope and obviously not everything that came out was dope but what I mean by that was like all genres of music were producing really quality almost but almost everything yeah almost everything like like dude like even the lesser known stuff I'll hear stuff from the 60s that like I've never heard before and like I'm like man this is some for lack of a better word, beautiful yes. music here. Like, like this should have been more popular. Like, but it couldn't be because like, that's the be- everything was so dope. Yeah, yeah. And you don't even know till like you get a crate digger like Mally or JD resurrecting some of these right. records, right? Sampling. And then you go back and you hear the original, and you're like, oh my god, like this was, yeah, this was some good stuff. And you can appreciate yeah. the original as much you know having gone back and listened to it and, and checking out you know the the sound in its original form but you at least for me i can i can really appreciate even more what a producer can do with a sample like it's one thing to just loop the track right you you, you take the most famous bass line or you know the chorus or whatever the vocals the stuff that's that's most readily recognized almost anybody could do that but i i can appreciate where you can take you know this piece of art that is one thing and dope within itself and create something new out of it that it yeah. sounds like the old one yeah. because you you know you're able to recognize where you got it from but it's not the same it's not the same thing at all yeah all, all the elements of it are there but yeah the way they the way they flip it and freak it and layer it it's like it's, yeah, it's a new creation all very together, much so, so um but yeah, man, like anybody out there listening, you're looking for some good like sixties R and B, the fifth dimension, man. They were they were a dope group, man. Like I said, Marilyn McCoo was gorgeous, yeah, man. Like it, she she still looks good, like in her seventies. Like so um 
check them out, man. Check them out. But that'll be the show, man. Jamil, man, I thank you for uh, patching in, man, for this little quickie uh, episode. We, we will be doing more. We'll be sneaking in some more uh, in the near future. Uh, we're going to do another one where we... Um, uh, uh, we discuss and rank the sound bombing compilation. So y'all stay tuned for that. And I want to do something with Madlib, man. I, I don't know what, but like, I, I, I almost want to do an album ranking for him. But like, he has so many albums, you, man. Like, I, I know I haven't. You, no, you couldn't because you got it. He's, he's like Doom in that way, where you got a couple of Madlib albums, you know, a couple of Quasimodo albums, but then. I wouldn't even know how to start with that because they're not even in the same genre, right? You got hip hop albums and you got jazz albums out of a, under a completely different name. Like yesterday's new quintet is all one dude. Yeah, and you got you got the DJ Rail stuff. You got uh, uh, like you said the Quasimodo stuff, the, the, the beat conductor the stuff, the Freddie like. Gibbs collab, the the uh, oh he was just uh, the Percy P stuff. Um, it's all out there, dude. Yeah, Madlib would be difficult to kind of lock down. I'm up yeah, for the challenge. Though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could do top twenty Madlib productions or something. <sighs> That'd be tough. Like if we had to do a best, if we had to, if we had to make our own best of Madlib CD, like what twenty tracks would make it? I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, we, we could probably get right yeah, in on that one. <laughs> Oh man, but um, but yeah, that'll be the show, man. So, uh, Jamil, man, thank you, thank you once again, man, for, for being a part of this and sharing your opinion, sharing your knowledge, and um, uh, be on the lookout for uh, for the next uh, episode of Vibe and Stuff podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, with that, man, Peace. I'll bid y'all adieu. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Look like until we went to the party and seen a rocker, you know what I'm saying? Or seen them, you know, most times you see a rocker at a show, yeah, before video, pre video, you know. So, you know, you really was going off the sound of the record, space skills. See, once it started getting more publicized and you know, it started being hip hop, started being more of a, a money making thing, then you get these corporate ideas where you want to put what it looks like to sell sounds like we deal with music so what I did was I said alright I'm gonna come with the angle of no matter what I look like you know it don't matter what the artist look like it's more the artist sound like so the mask really represents the, the whole like to rebel against the trying to sell the product as a human being you know what I mean 
is part of a sound, so, you know, and at the same time, you know, it's something different, you know what I'm saying, and it fits with the theme of the rebel, the villain, but, you know, to him, he don't care about fame, you know, there's you know, no consequence, you know, he's one of the message of what's being said, so I think it, it helps people focus more on what's being said, it's still entertaining, it's still like the theater, and it has the appeal of, you know, something to be considered entertaining, but that message is still there, that, yo, you know, the villain represents anybody, anybody in here could wear the mask and be the villain.
take a bow now Yo, Max, yo, change that beat, yo. You got another one?